Welcome to the Face Yoga Expert podcast. Coming up. So when you do facial cupping, actually you reprodu- you reproduce this uh, suction, okay? Uh, but you never leave the st- the cup static on your face. You keep sliding them, moving them, and this action of creating a negative pressure or suction and to slide the cup along the skin will really help to separate the different layer of the skin which will really help to boost blood circulation to move stagnancy and also to boost your own collagen production it's like an inverse massage for the face I'm your host, Danielle Collins, and I'm the world-leading face yoga expert, best-selling author of the book, Danielle Collins Face Yoga, and creator of the international teacher training program, the Danielle Collins Face Yoga Method. 17 years ago, I healed myself from chronic illness, and I've spent the last 15 years teaching, sharing, and serving millions of people in person, on TV, and online to help them look and feel the best version of themselves. This podcast is about giving you simple, effective, natural tips and advice and sharing knowledge and insight from industry experts. If you have a friend who you think would enjoy this podcast, please share it on social media as it means so much if you took a moment to rate and review this podcast as it allows more people to feel healthier and happier naturally. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. This is the Face Yoga Expert Podcast. A warm welcome back to this week's episode. So my guest this week is the lovely Sakina and she is also known as the facial cupping expert. She is an acupuncturist, a traditional Chinese medicine expert, and she is your go-to girl when it comes to facial cupping. So in this episode, we really delve into what facial cupping is, how you can do it at home to lift your face, tips on what type of facial cup to use, contraindications, so anyone that shouldn't be doing facial cupping. We also talk a little bit about wellness, self-care, and Sakina shares some of her wellness routines and tips for feeling good on the inside and looking great naturally on the outside too. So before we get into this week's episode, I just wanted to remind you that my book, The Face Yoga Journal, my second book is now available. So there's no more pre-order for it. It is available everywhere that sells books. So you can head to Amazon to grab your copy of The Face Yoga Journal. You can also get it in lots of bookstores. So online, bookstores and real bookstores as well if you're going into one and it is such a gorgeous book which will guide you through a whole year of face yoga you will be guided through techniques to do you will guided through journaling which is going to help your mind and your body as well as your face really feel the very very best version of you to feel happy to feel healthy and for your skin to look really glowing too I'm so so proud of this book I really wrote it from a deep soul-centered place and I'm just so excited that you guys can get your copies now. So you can go to the show notes or just head straight to Amazon and type in the Face Yoga Journal and you will see the gorgeous pink and black cover there. So without further ado, let's get into this week's episode. Sakina, thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast. How are you doing today? Oh, hi, Danielle. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm very well. Thank you. 
Oh, it's an absolute pleasure to have you. And I know you are the absolute go-to person when it comes to facial cupping. And that's what I really want to delve into so much today because, I mean, I'm so interested in it. I've used it quite a bit myself. Um, Uh I've taken sort of various little mini trainings in it as well. But I know that it's something which you do every day for yourself and something which you enjoy doing in treatments as well. So I would love to take it really back to basics to start with. And maybe you could just explain to all my listeners a little bit about what facial cupping actually is. Yeah, of course. Yes. So facial cupping is actually part of uh, Chinese medicine. I mean, cupping itself is part of uh, facial of uh, of um, traditional Chinese medicine. So you know, when we think about cupping, we think about the big marks, you know, that we have on our on our back, you know, which is really good to alleviate the pain, to remove some stagnation we can we can have. And generally, as acupuncturists, we use like glass cup. Okay, glass cup, you put some fire into the glass, which removes the oxygen and you quickly put it on the, on the body, which creates a suction or negative pressure. Okay, it's the same thing. So when you do facial cupping, actually you, reprodu- you reproduce this uh, suction Okay, uh, but you never leave the, st- the cup static on your face. You keep sliding them, moving them. And this action of creating a negative pressure or suction and to slide the cup along the skin will really help to separate the different layer of the skin, which will really help to boost blood circulation, to move stagnancy, and also to boost your own collagen production. It's like an inverse massage for the face. I love that. It feels so good. Um, yeah. It feels so rejuvenating and you really feel it releasing that tension as well. And tell me a little bit about how you became really interested in it, how it became your niche. I mean, I know that you are an expert when it comes to digital Chinese medicine and acupuncture, but what was it about the facial cupping that really sparked your interest? Yeah, yeah. So it was very early after I graduated. Uh, as an acupuncturist, I very quickly had a patient, actually a few patients who had a bell palsy, you know, the paralysis of one side of the face. And in my studies, you know, you, you, you study about cupping, but you don't study facial cupping. And uh, when my patient came, I was giving her some acupuncture. I gave her some electroacupuncture. Uh, it was already making a uh, you know, some effect on the face, but I wanted to do a bit of massage. I wanted to do something else. And I was thinking I would love to do some cupping, but I, you know, I, I only had my glass cup at that time with fire and you're not, I'm not going to put fire next to the face of someone. And I was really wondering, it was like 12 years ago. I was thinking, what could I use? You know, and I checked online and I, I, I must have Googled, you know, like facial cup or something. And it wasn't like, uh, you know, so popular at that time. And, and, I, and I found some silicone cup from Korea, I think. And I imported them and I started using the cup on my patient. And it made a massive difference, like a crazy difference. It, it was amazing. And also for another patient who had a trigeminal neuralgia, which is an inflammation of the nerve. And she was in so much pain. And I gently did some cupping on her with my silicone cup from Korea, you know, and, and she cried, uh, 
of happiness. I mean, it really, really helped her. So from that, I decided to, uh, to, to incorporate facial cupping into my cosmetic acupuncture treatment because if it could help to regain uh, uh, elasticity on a paralyzed muscle, it would definitely help to tone the skin of my cosmetic acupuncture patients. I love that. That is amazing. And ever since then, you've obviously been using it a lot and teaching yeah. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, after it really became like, I used it so much. Okay. On all my patients, I've been working on cruise ship. I mean, on thousands of, of clients, you know, and I knew it was a business in itself, you know, because a lot of, of my patients were asking me, Sakina, where can I buy the cup? Sakina, what's the best oil to use? But me, I, I'm an acupuncturist. I'm not a business person in a way, you know, I, I didn't want to go into the retail. So I was sending them in on different sites. And, and, uh, but I knew, I knew it was something people were interested in and that there was not so much out in the world. And when the lockdown happened, um, my patient wanted to keep doing facial cupping, you know, and, uh, and, and I told them, okay, well, if you want, you know, let's go on, uh, on Zoom and do a class, you know, one-to-one and very quickly, you know, uh, I mean, my client wanted their family member to have a look at what I was doing and then bit by bit it became bigger so i decided okay let's do the business you know let's 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 focus on facial cupping i knew it could be a business for years and just lockdown make, made it happen you know the magic of lockdown i mean there's... yeah yeah for some people it was a, it's, it was a good thing for other people it was really difficult i mean it's uh, yeah of yeah. yeah i mean amazing though that you were able to really do something that you had in the back of your mind for years yeah. But then bring it forward. And I know that lots of my listeners will be really interested to be able to do it themselves at home. So can you share with us some sort of very beginner's tips to doing facial cupping at home? Yeah. So the main thing with facial cupping is consistency. Okay, it's consistency and you need to follow a protocol because when you look online, I look online uh, sometimes, I used to, I mean, when I started to, when I, I did my protocol, you know, I looked online and, and you see some videos that are, oh my God, it's actually dangerous. I mean, facial cupping, I don't know if you agree, but I think facial yoga is, is more, uh, is softer. I mean, you, you, you're yeah. less likely to create something wrong with facial yoga than with facial cupping. With facial cupping, you still need to be careful. Okay. Yeah. It's, it can be quite powerful. So for example, on the neck, you know, on the neck, you have the jugular vein, the carotid arteries. You really need to be, to be, to be careful in this area. So. I always start with stimulating the lymphatic system in this area, but you don't slide the cup up and down in your neck. That's really, it's actually dangerous, you know? You can really, uh, um, uh, how do you say, disturb the flow of blood in your neck going to your head and you can actually faint, mm-hmm. okay? So you need, to, you need to be careful. I mean, this little cup, um, simple to use if you know how to use them. And if you follow some 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 guidelines okay so it's it's important to not do whatever you know and i see a lot of whatever (laughs) like for example under the eyes you know the skin is so delicate you you just want you don't want to slide you know the cup very strongly because it will be too much for your skin so you gently squeeze and release the cup under the eyes so you need a kind of structure it's not complicated and i teach how to do that you know but you still need some structure or because it feels so nice as well. What I see is like a lot of people overdo it. So you start to do, I, you know, in my protocol, I say how many strokes you need to do, but it's easy to get 
over enthusiast and then you end up with some bruises mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean it's not bad for your for your skin maybe more from a cosmetic point of view it's not so nice but you need to you know to not overdo it to follow a protocol and to be consistent and you will get amazing results you know Absolutely. I think it's so important that you talk a little bit about following a proper guideline from a proper expert, because as you say, when facial cupping is done correctly, and it is super easy to do, it's amazing. However, there are more guidelines than perhaps if you are just gently massaging your face with something like face yoga, where you're using your hands and you can work on most areas of the face quite safely. So let's talk a little bit about um, contraindications. You know, is there anyone that just can't do facial cupping? And are there any sort of conditions that need to be a little bit more careful, but maybe they can do it? Yeah. So, um, so it's simple. I mean, you can, you can do facial cupping at any age in a way, but you need to be careful about, uh, uh, if you have a, a skin that is too thin, you might not be the best candidate for facial cupping. Okay. You still need some collagen, you know, you need to be able to pinch your face. Okay. To do facial cupping. So if you have a thin skin that bruises easily, it's a no. Okay. So I'm thinking about elderly people, 80 above, you know, uh, you might want to relax the person with a very small cup very gently, but but otherwise it's best not to do it. It's also it's important also not to do facial cupping over rosacea, you know, over spider vein. You you can actually help the spider vein with the smaller cup, but as the general rules, don't use a bigger cup on 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 rosacea or on spider vein because you can make it worse. But you can still use the cup in other area, like for example, from a Chinese, traditional Chinese medicine, rosacea is often seen as too much fire, excess fire rising up to the head. So you you can. Still still use the cup over the décolleté, over the neck, also to help with stimulate the lymphatic system and to try to cool down the, the body in a way. Great. And I know that most people listening to the podcast are really interested in natural ways to lift the face. They do things yeah. like facial yoga and gua sha, but some of my listeners also do things like Botox and fillers. Now, I would imagine when it comes to facial oh, yeah. cupping, you need to wait at least a few months. I would imagine three, four, five months. Correct me if I'm wrong on that, but I would imagine it's waiting much longer than you would if you're just going to be, say, massaging the face with the hands. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Actually, yeah, yeah, it's another contradiction. So you can uh, you can still do facial cupping in area where you don't have Botox. Mm-hmm. Okay. So for example, if you've done Botox over the forehead, you can still uh, tone or sculpt your jawline or plump your cheek or go over the décolleté area. It's not an issue. But if you uh, want to do it over the forehead where you had Botox, as you said, you need to wait three, four, five months until the effect of uh, Botox have uh, worn out. Otherwise, you can actually move the Botox and you don't want to do that. Definitely. And in terms of what type of cups we should use, I know you sell the silicone ones, which are gorgeous. And I actually own silicone ones and little glass cups as well. So when it comes to home use, can you talk a little bit about the difference between the silicone and the glass cups? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Daniela, I feel bad because I I, I, would, uh, I don't know why I didn't think about sending you my, my silicone cup because they, they, they're not, they're probably not the same as the one that you have because I've the way I've done that, I mean, I, I tried many uh, different formula in a way to make them more flexible. 
Mm. and softer on touch. I mean, they're not like the one on uh, eBay or Amazon or anywhere else. It's a shame. I don't know why I didn't think of sending you some. But glass cup, silicone cup, they are all fine. It creates a, a suction. And what you want is to create a suction, okay? Whatever you, you prefer, you, you can use both of them. I just find the glass cup, especially the eye glass cup with a big bulb, I find it is it's too big for the eyes. It's too strong. When you create a suction, it's too strong for the eyes, okay? And also, I found it a bit difficult to clean. So, for example, a glass cup, you have to remove the bulb. And to clean the bulb, if you have some water stuck inside the bulb, it can actually get rotten. Some, you know, it's more difficult to clean. You can break it as well. But it can be stronger for the neck. For example, if you have a headache, uh, the glass cup creates a stronger suction. So it can be good for the neck or to, to work on a man who often have like a a stronger, uh, thicker skin, often it's 20% thicker than women, so it can be good. But we don't have to think too much. I mean, as long as it creates a suction, it's good. I just find it the silicone cup much easier to use and easier to go on holiday with and you're not scared about breaking them to store them or to, to, to break them. And, and, and they're also softer on the face. Okay, That's so yeah, but both are good. I mean, if you have glass cup, you don't need to buy silicone cup and the opposite is true as well, you know. Amazing. That's great. And I'd love to know what else you use with your clients to help them lift their faces. So obviously you do the facial cupping with them. I would imagine you also integrate things like acupuncture, gua sha, maybe acupressure as well. Is that right? Uh, yeah. M myself as a therapist, I do uh, mostly acupuncture. Uh, so acupuncture, I finish my acupuncture session after the needle, I, uh, I do my facial cupping, then I do some acupressure and some gel roller, but that's my own protocol, you know, when I do on my clients, but, you know, I have students who have all kinds of background, like uh, professional students, and some are beauty therapists, massage therapists, reflexologists, I have really uh, a lot of different uh, professionals who have taken the course, and they can just do whatever they are professional with and add it onto the facial cupping. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. That's great. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about your training course, because I know it's a course that you do for professionals, um, but you also do a course that people can follow if they're not looking to do it on other people or teach other people. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, can yeah. you tell us a bit about both your courses? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So when you, when you get the cups, I mean, the starter kits, it comes with a, a link to the six-step protocol. So it's like facial cupping for beginners. I explain exactly you know, about uh, how to use the cup from, you know, starting to stimulate the lymphatic system, to sculpt the jawline, to plumb the cheek, to uh, work over the wrinkle on the forehead, on the 11, on the cross feet, on dark circle. So I explain quite simply how to follow a six-step protocol, okay? And I have some bonus about cellulite and other things. So that is for, for anyone who wants to learn how to do facial cupping at home. Okay. And then I have another course because actually it was professional who in general who asked me, Sakina, do you teach for professionals? You know? So I did this course. I created this course back in December last year and it's been quite popular. And I teach professional how to do facial cupping on a client. So first I teach how to do it on yourself, then on a client, but then with my uh, acupuncture, you know, background, I add a lot of bonus modules. So I teach how to do the cosmetic treatment, but then I, I teach how to do facial 
copying on a client who has bell palsy or headache or anxiety or C-section on acne scar, cystic acne. So, so many, um, and even about acupressure. So the, the course is so complete. I mean, it's really, 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 uh, how can I say, very complete, you know? Wonderful. That's great. And you're obviously so passionate about wellness and about natural beauty. I'd love to hear a little bit more about your wellness routine. So maybe any sort of rituals that you do every day, but then also things that you just enjoy doing when perhaps you have more time, when you have a day off. Talk us through a little bit about that. Yeah, so you know how I, I have two small children, okay, <laughs> they are two and a half and, and four. So my uh, wellness routine has had to be very much shortened to compare to before having kids, you know. And, but you know how I start the day now? I, uh, I always start the day with a walk, <laughs> with a walk. Actually, I'm, I'm lucky now to have the time to do, but I do it early, you know, to do a two hours work every day, you know, and close to the sea. I'm lucky to live by the sea and walking from a traditional medicine point of view, you know, it's actually so good. It moves the chi in a gentle way. Okay, it's not too intense for your body. And at the same time, I'm listening to a podcast or I'm thinking about, you know, the business. That's how also I have some ideas, you know. But going for a walk is actually uh, very um, energizing, very relaxing and very good uh, from a health point of view. Okay, yeah, that's what, what I try to do, but I know it's not possible for everyone to do a two hours of work. I mean, it's a lot of time. I mean, even doing 20 minutes a day is actually a very good thing. So what time do you do that in the morning? Yeah, at eight o'clock. I mean, it's really, uh, Child, I do eight yeah. and eight yeah. till 10 you do every day. Yeah, eight hours. to 10 and I, uh, right. yeah, I, I do that. And, and um, by yourself, you always do that by yourself? But sometimes I have some friends popping along. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> so, there, so sometimes I'm on my own and I listen to a podcast or I think Otherwise, I do it with a friend, which is a really nice way to catch up as well. So socially as well is good, you know, because when you have kids, sometimes you see less your friend. So it's really good as well for that. Great. And uh, yeah, I just mean I start a bit late my day uh, for mm-hmm. work, but I work as well in the evening after the kids mm-hmm. have gone to work to, to bed, which is not always <laughs> the best thing from a health point of view, but it works for me. I mean, yeah. Yeah. About self-care, I try to watch my mind a lot, you know? So I was lucky enough to, to live in a, in a meditation center when I was in my twenties, you know, and I learned a lot about, uh, I was never good at meditation, you know, but I, I had some, you know, learning about how to watch your mind, watch your thoughts, you know, because it's, um, very important, if you want to have a, you know, a peaceful mind, to watch your mind in a way. So I do a lot of self-awareness. I try to watch my mind when it gets angry or attached or any kind of uh, negative emotion that I could notice in me. And I try to work on, on, on that. And kids are good uh, training <laughs> for that, you know. And otherwise, uh, for um, my own uh, uh, self-care routine. I, I mean, uh, I always apply SPF in the morning. I mean, winter, summer, spring, any days, any days. I, I always do that. Very often, I always have my, you know, sunglasses to try to just protect a little bit from the sun. And uh, I do my facial cupping. And otherwise, I'm, I'm, um, I don't. I try, to, you know, not to watch a screen too late at night. And uh, yeah, 
um, to eat healthily. I mean, for, it's like now it's ingrained, you know, when you study traditional Chinese medicine, you study a lot about food as well. And um, so my food is very uh, healthy. Naturally, you know, I don't take processed food and, and, uh, and uh, yeah, and I think it's important for the mind and the body. Yeah. And what type of foods do you tend to eat day to day? Do you change it according to the seasons? Yeah, I try. I mean, I try. Yeah. yeah in the in the winter, we have a soup every night. Mm-hmm. Again, from a TCM point of view, it's good to have cooked food. It's easier for digestion. So I, I cook my food a lot. And I try to get, yeah, I mean, the soup, I mean, the, the soup, it sounds boring, but the soup is so, so good for your health, yeah. you know? That's so good. <laughs> and what soups do you have? Do you sort of make them yourself? Do you buy them? Do you change it up each day or have the same one each day? Yeah, no, I mean, I do a lot of watercress soup. Mm, nice. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's actually on the kids, they like it as well. I do beetroot, I do watercress, I do onion, I do uh, vegetables like... Uh, vegetables, suede soup, suede mm-hmm. from potato. It's actually good to clear up the dump. You know, when you feel yeah. heavy, lethargic, not having any, um, you know, energy to do anything, suede, turnip, mm-hmm. root vegetable are really good to boost the chi, you know, to give you some energy. So, and to clear up the dump, what we say in traditional Chinese medicine. So yeah, I do that. And uh, spring, I do some uh, asparagus uh, soup, which is actually amazingly delicious. I love that. That's amazing. My acupuncturist is always saying, Danielle, have more soup. And now now it's started to get a little bit colder. I have been having more soups and it's it's so, so helpful. I'm really prone to damp heat in my body. So I find, yeah. So I find that actually soups can be really, really nourishing for me. Um, But I'm definitely going to step into that even more so in the winter. Now you said it, I'm my acupuncturist. yeah, but it's, it's, so, it's actually so simple to make a soup. Mm, yeah. yeah, I don't know why. And if you, the thing is, like, sometimes I look at BBC recipes, you know, and they make it complicated. You know, yeah. what you want with soup <laughs> is that you, you have vegetable, you cut your vegetable, you, you, you put them in a pan, you put some hot water. Yeah. Some salt, you boil, you mix, that's it. You don't need to fry the thing, put in the oven before, whatever, you know. Yeah. Just cut your vegetable, put some water, boil, mix, done. Amazing. And do you do any stocks or anything like that? Do you use like a, a like a vegetable or like a chicken no, no, stock no, no. or you just do it super simple, just water, vegetables? Oh, yeah, yeah, we don't need, I mean, I don't oh, know why that. it's so complicated. I mean, making soup, what matters is to have good ingredients. And sometimes, yeah. you know, I have to say, sometimes, I, yeah, you go in some part of the world where you have really fresh ingredients. And it makes a huge difference, but it's not complicated to make soup. No, no need to do, to fry, to stock, whatever, you know, the stock, no matter what from the vegetable, you will get the stock, you know, so you mix it and and that's, that's, that's good enough. That's perfect, actually. (laughs) So true. That's so true. So what I would love to ask you just as our final question of the episode is if you could share with all of us your top tip for inner peace and really feeling good in mind, body, soul and face, what would it be? <clears throat> Danielle, um, <laughs> humility, first of all, I think it's important to, you know, we are just one being, you know, one being with, you know, having an education, having some feeling, having some thoughts and some point of view and somebody else has different point of view and it's okay, you know, and uh, to, to become, to, you know, you're humble with what you know and 
tolerate or understand other people around, you know, and, and just um, not trying to make the war <laughs> with other people and with yourself. I don't know if it makes sense. It makes but, complete sense. I think that's such great advice yeah. and something which I think all of us could put into place even more so. Yeah. Amazing. That's great. And what I would love you to be able to share with us all is where we can find out more about your facial cups, about your courses, how we can follow you on social media. So if you could share all that lovely info with us, that'd be great. Yeah, so I am on Instagram with uh, as a, with a handle the facial capping expert, and it's simple. My website is thefacialcappingexpert.com, and uh, and over there you have uh, everything about how to get the cups, how to get the oil. You have all the curriculum for the pro course or for the beginner course, and I always reply to my DM. I mean, my favorite part of the business is to connect with others, so I uh, I always reply to DMs, you know, and, and to connect, I mean, very easily, uh, you know, uh, how do you say, accessible, you know, I, I, that's what I like the most about that. So, yeah, so if you just check on Instagram, the official copy expert, you will have everything. I love that. Thank you so, so much, Hina. You've been such a wonderful guest, full of amazing knowledge, and you've definitely inspired me to do more facial cupping and eat more soups as well. Daniel, let you, you, privately send me your address, I will send you my kids. Thank you so much. I would no, love, thank you love, to love, love thank to try them. Thank you. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you'd like more information on face yoga or you'd like to become a face yoga teacher, just head to our website, faceyogaexpert.com for more information. If you'd like to do a regular structured daily face yoga program to get the best results, you can either use one of my apps, just search Danielle Collins on your app store, or you can use my book, just search Danielle Collins Face Yoga on Amazon. And thank you for joining me today. And I look forward to seeing you again next time.